Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Let's go. Well, hello, beautiful people. This time I have my Yeti stereo microphone on the computer instead of what, what was last time, just my MacBook. So, you know, it's this is such a learning experience and I'm happy and humbled and honored just to do it with you. On this episode today, I really feel it's on my heart to infuse hope. My heart and I feel like heaven's agenda is to infuse hope. And These next couple episodes, I feel, I shouldn't get ahead of myself, right? But it's going to be kind of a mixture of like going back in my testimony and sharing my testimony, because how powerful is that, to back and forth to real time, right? Like real time now moment and what I'm experiencing and back. And that's just what I feel. And I think throughout, it's just going to be all about what God's done in my life. But like I said, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So I want to infuse hope. And first of all, I just think it's really powerful to speak to your spirit. So with your permission, um, I just call attention to your spirits, the spirits of the people listening right now. I call attention to your spirits and I just want to infuse hope into your spirits. Okay. I'm just speaking to your spirit right now. You are loved. You are chosen. You are redeemed. You are valuable. Jesus paid a high price for you and spirit. The best is yet to come. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Let's just let that settle for a second. I also feel led right now to just invite heaven here into this conversation, especially because I'm like getting emotional that I feel the lives I'm touching already without even uh, um, having this be launched yet. And that's special to me because again, it's just a really new experience. So Lord, I just ask that heaven would invade earth in this time on earth right now with this episode and that heaven would invade the frequencies of my voice and that every listener would have ears to hear, eyes to see, and that you'd activate their spirits and then also activate their spiritual senses. I have my water here, so I'm gonna take a drink. Um, Thank you, Father, for doing that. All right, so as I was looking over just my mission statement and the things that this podcast is going to cover and who I am, uh, normalizing spiritual breakthrough and healing from the inside out. And what does that look like? And I just am brought back to a memory of me looking at the world around me, like almost like what I created. Like I didn't know that I'm responsible. This sounds so weird, but let's be real. I didn't know that I was responsible for what I've created thus far. I didn't know that I can actively engage the world around me. 
I was literally in survival mode for most of my life. And survival mode is tricky because in survival mode, I'll say this from my perspective, literally, this podcast is really from my heart, my beliefs. You do not have to agree with everything. Hopefully you poke at things. Hopefully you question things and take it to God, right? And some of it probably dismiss, right? Because if it doesn't resonate, eh, not for this time. But I was like, I, I have something to say about my life. So deep down, I probably knew a little bit looking back, but at the time I was stuck in survival mode. I was in survival mode. Fight or flight was my drink. Like fight or flight was where it was at. And fight or flight, um, I don't want to break that down too much, but really instead of rest and repose, like we were really, our nervous system was made for, fight or flight was what, I mean, from multiple traumas, from having to watch my quote unquote, watch my back of God forbid, you know, that's another testimony for a different time um, that I'm going to get attacked or whatever. Um, All that stuff. I was in fight or flight mode because a lot of times our experiences frame our beliefs. They frame our beliefs, but they also, man, then they create the world around us. And how did I know that? Like, no one showed me, no one taught me. And so I was stuck in survival mode, stuck on fight or flight. That is not good for the immune system. That is not good for inflammation. And I didn't, literally did not have the tools, the skill sets, the mindset, the tool sets to push through and overcome. And so I was like, okay, a couple days, maybe weeks ago, I was looking back and I was like, how does someone go from fight or flight, go from being stuck in survival mode to even starting to take a step out of that? Okay, so... There I was. I was stuck. And one thing led to another, led to another, led to another, led to another. I mean, I got married. First, I got pregnant with our oldest, my oldest uh, 19-year-old, Victoria. So I got pregnant with her. Then I got married. And my father warned me, you guys, do not marry this man. I was in the military. I was really, really full of religion. Oh my goodness, I had a baby with this. I have to marry this man. No, no. You're not really supposed to marry somebody, you know, with multiple affairs on you, even dating, but that was that. And got married, right? Into a broken marriage with, in a broken relationship with two people that were pretty broken, (laughs) to say the least. And then move on to the divorce and move on to more brokenness and just a heart that was hurting so deeply. And pretty soon I just forgot who I was. I basically had glimpses of who I was throughout, like my parents did their best and um, the Lord, I knew God was always there, like the big man in the sky, but I didn't know he was for me. Does that make sense? I, I didn't know he was for me. Father, you're so good. I just ask you to touch the hearts of everyone listening, that they may know that you're for them. You're not just there, that you're for them. And so I find myself in this place of deep pain. And this was, deep pain was 2017. Now I've hit three rock bottoms before this, at least. (laughs) Ooh, getting emotional. And I find myself in some just deep, deep pain. Betrayal. And betrayal in my marriage and this is my second marriage and I didn't know if I could do it again. And I actually didn't know I could, if I could do any more. Um, at that point I was like, Hmm, the people I thought I could trust, I couldn't. Um, 
my children are feeling the effects of this, my household, I'm doing my best to build kingdom, household, kingdom, children. And I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember hitting my knees and I was like, I've, before this, did I learn some things? Sure. Because of the business I'm in, business coaching, because that helps a little bit of the mindset. Um, because God was so faithful to send mentors into my life through books, authors, and even live mentors. My mom's friend would call me up and just start speaking to my spirit. And I'm open, of course, because I'm hungry, because I'm like, ah, ooh. I was like, Lord, if I'm um, really living in two places at once, like if I'm a dual citizen, meaning I'm a citizen of heaven and I'm a citizen of earth, then I need to know how to live this life. I need to know how to be in two places at once. Can you please show me? I'm getting myself together here. Can you please show me what it is to rule and reign with you? I was desperate, okay? I was desperate. Like, I knew the Lord was real. It was written all over my life, his faithfulness. And yet there was just this, I feel like, test, not from him, like to overcome. Am I gonna, am I gonna, um, am I gonna experience the promises of God in my life? Or am I gonna settle for what the enemy has handed me? And so, thanks for working through this with me, guys. And so I hit my knees and I was like, woo, there's a pause button. Should I use it? No. I hit my knees and I was like, hey, um, Lord, I need your grace right now because I'm like done. And I feel like I can't go on. And I felt this grace from heaven. The only thing I can describe it as. And he's like, press on, press on. So this is for somebody who's listening that finds themselves in a world of pain or has experienced the pain I'm talking about. All right, here we are, Mer, come on. And, um, and just needs to know if God sees he sees your situation. His eye is on the sparrow. And those just aren't words. So, here we are. I was on my knees and I just felt this grace, but I didn't know it was there until I faced the situation I was going through. And I felt it. I look back on it. Even weeks later, I looked looked back on it. So this is only a few weeks after, and this is around 2017. And I was like, dude, only the grace of God got me through that. Only the grace of God got me through that. Humanly not possible. So remember, a couple of months or so before that situation, I was like, Lord, if I'm a dual citizen, like, what are the perks of heaven? Like, what does this look like? Because I'm not seeing fruit. <laughs> I'm not seeing fruit that remains. I'm seeing brokenness all around me. It's kind of therapeutic, actually. So thanks for walking this out with me. 
And I wasn't seeing fruit that remains, and I wasn't seeing life. Um, but beautiful children. They were maybe four, three. No, like three, two, and Declan was not yet born. But my beautiful children were around me and reminding me of the goodness of God. And, and like certain things were making sense in life, but the pain from the betrayal and it almost reminded me the pain, right? The trauma was trying to tell me who I was. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? The trauma and the pain was like, that's who you are, dude. That's who you are though. <laughs> and good luck getting out of that. That's too much for God to, to help you with. You're literally too broken. You're your past. And this is going to continue to happen. Might as well give up now. So the trauma was trying to tell me who I was. And I confronted the things going on in our relationship and all that. And I'm not going to get into that right now unless the Lord leads deeper. Because my husband and I have a testimony. And we have a story on the goodness of God. Okay, we have that. But that's for another time. And so, as I'm walking through this with him, with the God, it was so evident of his mercy and grace that I was worth fighting for. And something in the next weeks, actually about a year after that, but it, then it continued on, okay? Something in me rose up and I was like, I'm taking my land back, enemy. <laughs> You are not going to torment me and my family anymore, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. Now, did Jesus die on the cross for my sins, my family's sins, and was everything canceled at the cross? Did he take on the cross every single thing that I've ever experienced, ever done, will ever do? Yes. But something in me was looking around me, and I was just, I was just caused to look around, and I was like, I'm going to just take a, a look at my life. I'm just going to take a look here. And I'm not going to meditate on it. It's not going to keep me, you know. But I was like, yeah, this ain't God. <laughs> this ain't God. And so I used to be like, this is God. And this is him testing. And this is, you know what? That's a wrong view of the Father for me. This is for me, guys. That, that was the wrong view of the Father. It was just a distorted view that trauma, pain, my father issues, you know, earthly father, and generational fathers and absentees, all that in our lives, all the way back to Adam and Eve, caused me to not see the goodness of God, to, caused me to not see the Father as being a loving Father who protects, who takes my feet out of my clay and sets my feet on solid rock. And so that view, oh my goodness, determines a lot, if not everything, right? Because of how I see him is how I'm going to view myself, etc., etc. So I just, something rose up in me, like this righteous indignation, but I'm like a warrior at heart. And of course, ask my husband, ask some people, I challenge, I poke, I actually go overboard at sometimes, but it's all good. I'm, I'm learning. God, God's softening me here and there. <laughs> but I was in the military too, and I, I mentioned that, but like I was military police. So you like can't really take the military out of people. It's softened, it's been healed and delivered, and there's certain things, but you can't. Like, I don't know why I was drawn to the military police, and we'll talk about that another time too. It's so funny. But when it comes to when it comes to this indignation, this thing, this rose up and I'm like, no, enemy, like the Lord rebuke you and I'm getting my family back and I'm getting everything God paid for, like everything Jesus paid for, I want to experience. And I really started with that cry in my heart. 
like pain is a motivator and I don't want to, I didn't want to continue living in cycles of pain where it was a motivator and okay, that's not actually what I wanted to create in my life. That's that thing. I, I basically didn't know I could create. How about that? And second of all, I didn't understand somebody hear this, that no decision and no movement in my life was still a decision. So I don't know if I was duped, whatever, but no decision and not moving forward and passivity, one of the worst is passivity, Ugh, that spirit, but that's still a decision in my life. And I didn't realize that. So I started, I'm going to try to close this up here. I started just looking into some things and I was asking the Lord about like books come across my path. Courtrooms of Heaven came across my path. Cleansing the Bloodlines came across my path. And right now I can't remember the lady that from Africa that had the Cleansing the Bloodlines. <clears throat> but if I get it, when I find it, I'll post it. But it came to like Courtrooms of Heaven, Robert Henderson, and the Cleansing the Bloodlines. And with my choosing with my will to walk through these things and take back what the enemy stole from me and then some, but through the blood of Jesus. Like, so yes, Jesus died. Yes, 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 yes. And I didn't, but I just thought it is enough. You guys don't hear me, but there's something about the enemy knowing, first of all, being around longer than us. And by the way, he stands in the courtrooms of heaven and accuses day and night. So uh, I was not winning <laughs> I was not winning. I, I feel like this has gone all over the place, but I really feel it's the heart of the Father, this episode, just to talk about hope. So going back, I looked all around me, pain everywhere, just my heart broken, just open, ripped open by things. And how could this person do this to me? How could that person do that to me? How could this do this? Close, close, close people to me and one of my children being involved in, in just the heart. There was just so much that I was like, no normal person can survive this. Um, I'm going to check out. And instead of checking out, even though some of it was right, there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of pain. I just felt like the Lord's like, hold on a little longer. Hold on a little longer. Oh man. Woo. If that's you thinking like you can't do this anymore. I just, I want you to hear these words. The father said to me, just hold on. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And you know what? I was done holding things together on my own. I released. I started surrendering. And I really released and surrendered what I thought I knew um, <clears throat> about God, what I thought I knew about the world, what I thought I knew in my life, meaning like my prideful opinions and like, oh, this is how this is and the control that I couldn't seem to let go of. I just started surrendering it. There was no other way but up here from here because that was rock bottom. And so in the midst of that, man, I was like, I don't know who's going to help me, God, but I need someone to help me piece my life back together. And literally, okay, literally scrolling Facebook. <clears throat> and I saw, let me just take a drink real quick. <clears throat> I was following this person who was having <coughs> a spiritual discerning conference and there was a lady, LCM I'll call her, who turned out to be my coach. But I saw that, <clears throat> I just got done taking a walk outside and it's so cold in Wisconsin. Yes, we're in the middle of April. 
So we're talking like phlegm. But anyway, so I saw her and her thing was my, the spirit realm was ripped open at age 12 or something. And I was like, dude, I totally started seeing at age in the spirit at age, whatever. So it just resonated with me. And I can't wait to share about that stuff. And all of a sudden I was like, I, I felt like the Lord's like, seek her out like now. And I was like, sweet. So I go check her out and I'm like, oh, she coaches. Didn't know. But I was like, how do I learn from her? Right? Like she sees the spirit realm. She'll see stuff. I don't see someone help me. And I just went to her page. And the, at that time it was an affordable rate, which only God knows I could, this is how much I could afford. And I started coaching with her, I think twice a month. It was, if not, I could have done once a week, twice a month, just start coaching for a year, year and a half, start coaching with her showing up. I just showed up. Okay. I just sat down in the chair and showed up and she was like, what's up? What do you seek me out for? And at the time, so funny, not funny there. I was like, like my life was falling apart. And I was like, I don't make sense when I talk. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I want a clear message. Like how you're on stage LCM and that you rock it and you just speak your message. When I talk, it's a jumbled mess. It's fast. It ain't right. It ain't right. And I don't even get across what I want to say. <sighs> so she's like, okay, that's great that you want a clear message. And that's great. You want to find out other things I had in my heart. She was like, before that identity, it's where it's at. I'm like identity. And she's like, yes, when you know who you are and whose you are, but like at a deeper level, the mountain of your calling and the, your calling and your message comes clear. Just, it just manifests. It just comes up out of you. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that work. <laughs> I don't want to do that work. Nope. Too painful. And she's like, okay. But she loved me enough and truth loved me enough. And she helped connect me to that voice of God and the spirit of truth. She loved me enough to press through and, and walk with me. And my life started changing. I'm not, you know, I'm brand new at this podcasting thing, but for now, I just want to end with that. I'm just going to bless you guys and release a blessing over you. And I'll, I'll finish this up on the next episode. So I guess this is going to be a part two because that's how I feel right now. But, um, I just want to release a blessing over you, a really powerful blessing that, you know, it's in the Bible, but it's so powerful. I just want to speak may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you shalom peace. All right, see you soon.